the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Wow, everybody gets here right in the nick of time. Dr. Tim Lim just walked into the studio, putting his headphones on right now. So you had to run in at the post office? Is that what I'm hearing? I ran in and I ran out. Okay. <laughs> the line was How so long. How bad was it? Uh, I'd say about a 25, 30-minute wait. Really? Yeah, about 12 people in front of me. Wow. Yeah. That complete different. I was I was there at the same time yesterday, and there were only maybe three people ahead of me. So you can tell heading into the weekend that people are trying to get in before the holidays. Get it in under the, the, you know, the line. I know that I talked to Shane Stacks. Uh, pardon me. Shane Stacks, he's going to be on today. He'll be here between now and 3 o'clock. Yeah, he said he has a post office story today. Yeah, well, <laughs> I read it oh, you did? Uh, the okay. other day on, on uh, Facebook, and man... Somebody, it was like five minutes before closing time, and he got in there, and guy says, we're closed. And, and I guess <laughs> Shane got tired of this stuff, and he says, no, you're not. You still got five minutes. So the guy kept things open, and it uh, it didn't go uphill from there. Let's just put it that way. It all went downhill. Oh, we'll, my goodness. Uh, we'll let him tell that story. You know, service from your government, what can you expect? That's mm. exactly what, what happens. And Shane doesn't have a short fuse. He's no, one of he's, the friendliest yeah, guys. Yeah, he's one of those guys met. that, you know, can, you know, put up, will put up with a lot of stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. But he had, he had reached his limit, evidently. Mm. So that tells me it had to be bad if he reached his limit, to be honest with you. Did you see the, you get, uh, do me a favor, Zach, walk over and ask uh, Russ to hand you one of those books that we were getting today. Zach is here today, too, because he's been going and seeing a lot of the movies that are at the theater right now mm-hmm. for this holiday time that we want to talk about today. I will specifically talk today about uh, uh, Aquaman and Mary Poppins Returns. So I'll talk about both of those movies and they're both going to be do well. Aquaman is going to do super well, but yeah. I think that Mary Poppins will do uh, well, but for different reasons. I also want to know how Bumblebee would do this week too. It should do well, mm-hmm. I would think. It looks since they stripped it down. I, you know, with the it's not such a big bombastic right. mess. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's going to do pretty good. Ninety-five percent fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. Yep. Now I'm going yeah. to see it Monday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go see it. Probably before I come back to work on Thursday, because it would take a, a day off after Christmas Day, and then I'll be back Thursday. But uh, and we'll pick it up then that day, because that day I'm going to talk about jihadists. So <laughs> totally <laughs> different Christmas subject. Christmas is over, <laughs> and I'm talking jihadists on Thursday. But uh, yeah, uh, the other movie I want to see is Mary Queen of Scots. Mm-hmm. I'm a uh-huh. sucker for period pieces like that. I yeah. love that kind of stuff, and that's such a historical landmark time mm-hmm. and uh, just don't lose your head over it some, bum, bum, some other bum. people do <laughs> anyway so you saw mary poppins yeah. i did I oh my goodness opening night well i don't know so i, w- I tweeted this out a day ago but 
I, I said up is down and black is white because so I was at movie theaters in Texas all last week signing copies of, of Spider-Man for mm. the book signing. And mm-hmm. you did well. I did very well. And Good. it was for the Into the Spider-Verse yeah. screenings. And everyone who came out of the theater... They were like, oh, it was great. It's such a good movie. We'll was. talk about that next hour. Well, change coming. Yes. I will disagree. What? <laughs> oh, you went shot? I did. And everyone, so I noticed something. I noticed that everyone who left the theater said they liked it. And you on Rotten Tomatoes, uh-huh. I mean, there was a good rating for both the audience and for the critics. Mm-hmm. But I noticed that only, I'd say at the most, um, in Alamo Draft Houses, 85 seats. There were only maybe 54 at the most during weekend capacity. Yeah. Never a full theater. And when right. I went on Sunday, mm-hmm. there was no one. It was just me. And you I. Were, you had a private viewing? No, it was because no one went to see it. Well, it's just and, me. You got a private viewing. Yeah. What and, time Sunday? Uh, five o'clock. Okay. And wow. I hated it. <laughs> oh, okay. And I. So I started asking around, and some people were like, yeah, I left the theater and I just said I liked it to people, but in reality, I didn't like it either. And so I was like, okay, so I'm not alone. There's some people who. Agree I gotta with know me. why. I got to. Okay, <laughs> tell them why you don't like it. Okay. Must have um, been a lot of leftist stuff in it. It is. And okay. I, I think a lot of it is very underhanded because okay. the, the director of the movie, Peter Ramsey, He's a he's an ardent supporter of Antifa, so you have to know that going in. Wow. Like he's, he's tweeted out several times his support of Antifa, and there are just little key things that, if you pay really close attention, okay. are definitely set to that that agenda. Uh, you you notice that Peter Parker uh-huh. is he's a he's the dumpy, washed out uh, loser, mm-hmm. divorced from Mary Jane. So it's this whole deconstructionist mentality, mm-hmm. the idea okay. that. He, you know, the, the white guy, he's the one who doesn't have his act together. Okay. You also have that at the end, the mural that they're painting to one of the deceased characters uh-huh. who happens to be a black man, it says, rest in power. It doesn't say rest in peace. Mm-hmm. And then, let's see, there's a note coming here. Oh, never mind. It was not, not for me, apparently. Not for you. Yeah, <laughs> yes. It's, it's, it's from the upper echelon of Salem. Tell him to shut up. No, I'm, uh, there you go. I'm just kidding. No, that's right. It's the powers that be. And then there's another part where, mm-hmm. in the introduction of arguably one of the coolest characters, uh, Spider-Man Noir, there's a part where he says, it's Nicolas Cage, so I'm going to do my, my best worst impression. He's like, hi, I'm Spider-Man from the 1930s. My, what do I do? I fight crime, and I punch Nazis. And I'm like, you put that punch Nazis in there as a dog whistle to the left. That is the only reason that's in there because you could have said, remember it's a kids movie. Yeah. He could have just as easily said, hi, I'm Spider-Man from the 1930s. I fight crime. That's it. Yeah. We would have gone away with it. I mean, True. a six-year-old doesn't know what a Nazi is. Right. Like, that was for your your liberal cronies and critics who are looking for like clapbacks to, mm. uh, to say, oh my gosh, this is the greatest piece of filmmaking ever. But, you know, all that being said, now the movie is beautiful. So if you're yes, watching it, it from a purely technical standpoint, I think the movie is phenomenal. I mean, it's so creative in terms of what it does. But there were just aspects that I could not overlook because they're hallmarks of liberal storytelling. For example, when Gwen Stacy starts out, she has normal long blonde hair. It gets ripped off by accident. So she has what's called the the mentally ill haircut where it's like part of your head is shaved. And at the end, it's like, I kind of like it. I'm going to keep it that way. Well, of course you will because you're the sassy, like, mm-hmm, I'm a strong, independent woman. I don't need no man. <laughs> like, all of this all of this stuff is intelligently constructed. Yeah. I'm Propaganda. glad I didn't watch the movie with you. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, was, and I walked out of that movie. I was so frustrated, so disappointed wow. in, in it because I just thought to myself, this is not a good movie. Uh, this is all designed mm. to be as subversive as possible. 
Mm. Interesting. Yeah. That's very interesting. interesting. <laughs> mm. I found some parts of uh, in, in Aquaman that I was irritated about. So that's an interesting thing. Up is down, black is white. Then I come home on Sunday. I look at Rotten Tomatoes. And I see that Aquaman has a 67%. Mm-hmm. Mary Poppins has 77%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Bumblebee, the one movie I did not want to see, is at 96%. What is going on here? Like, I just well, think that I'm all gonna, my expectations I'm, I'm are I'm going to tell you what. I it's don't understand why they have attacked Mary Poppins the way they have. I've, I've talked, I talked with, uh, with Zach about this because he has seen it as well. Mm-hmm. And what Disney did is that they didn't, they didn't take and make it hip. All right? Best way I can put it. They didn't make it hip. There is no cursing in that movie mm-hmm. whatsoever. Yeah. All right. There's no, unlike Aquaman, which has a few four letter words in it. Fish. Well, if you got yeah, Jason Momoa, no, you're going to fish. Flood. Go ahead, Russ. Russ. You were going to say you saw it last night too. Yeah, I saw it last night. A few, yes, and mm-hmm. they were senseless. Yeah, they they didn't need to be there. I mean, he uses the old S happens in it, you know, and not necessary to say it that way. But you know what? You got to expect it from Jason Momoa. No, no, he's reading the script, all right? He, I don't know how Jason Momoa is in real life. I just don't think that that's necessary. I mean, I've seen him in other roles. I mean, he's always, you know, he's he's done that before. That's, that's just that's the thing, though, but it's, it's roles. I mean, look, I expect him to curse in Frontier. Right. Okay, I expect it uh, from that. And I expect that, what was it, the family one that he was in, uh, about his family coming apart and all of that. They're kind of kind of a crime family kind of thing, and mm-hmm. I expect it from that because it's a it's a rough movie, so to speak, mm-hmm. action movie kind of thing. I didn't see where it was necessary during Aquaman at all. Mm-hmm. They could have they could have done that movie without one curse word in it, but they did it. And they the get closest the PG place that it 13. got to the point where that you would expect it was the bar scene. Yeah, yeah, but. That turned into the most campy moment. Which made me laugh movie. my butt off. It was really good. That was, was hilarious. Excellent. Yeah, it was very well done. I agree. But uh, yeah, that uh, that was in it. But the the whole thing that made me want to puke was have Patrick Wilson talking about you know uh, all the garbage in the ocean and all that other stuff that they go into. And I'm like, oh, kiss my butt. <laughs> You know, just kiss my rump. I'm tired of this. The stuff. ocean spit it all back yeah, they, at the world. They spit it all out at the world. They cause it to the stuff to they they threw it now here here was the line. They threw back the, the garbage and the war machines because they beached all the US Navy. That's in the movie? Yes. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it's in the it's in the movie. So I have a question about Mary Poppins. So yeah. I was I was looking at the reviews and I always make sure to pick critics who don't spoil the movie. They just talk about like key points, right, kind right, of like right. FYI before you go into it. Mm-hmm. And I think one of them, she was very she was pretty um full of praise of the movie and she said, "Oh, there's a a, a part that's really great because it's um the daughter who's now grown up and she's taken her her mother's lead but instead of a suffragette movement, it's a labor movement. Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself, if you watch the original Mary Poppins, that was meant as a joke because the mother was a suffragette and she'd be like you know, voters' rights for women. And then the, the father, Mr. Banks, would be like, dear, could you please iron my shirt? Yes, dear. And yeah, then she would yeah. go and do it. So it was not meant to be a 
po- it was never meant to be a political message. It was meant to be almost like a comedic element. It, it wasn't a political message in this. She was part of the uh, a labor movement. Okay. Right? So what? It yeah. was during the Depression. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of people were involved in that. Mm-hmm. There's it, there's no other message to it other than that she's going to a march. That's it. Okay. That's good to know. That's it. Because I mean, these people were trying to inflate it as her a big thing. Her and don't have a discussion about labor. Mm-hmm. None, none of that. I, she says something about what he says to her. He says, yeah, that's a good thing you're doing or something right. like that. And that's, that's all. I mean, it's just a throwaway piece. It's nothing mm-hmm. big at all. But you'll like there is an up, down, upside, right side, uh, upside down segment in the movie. Well, I'm looking forward to it. It's just that it was really high on my priorities list. Yeah, yeah. And then because I love the Transformers franchise, I mean, mm-hmm. I I love it. That's actually like kind of how I got all the gigs I've gone today was because yeah. of that. Really? But yes, but I gave up after that last movie. I just said, I just <laughs> I can't awful. take it. It was awful. I can't take it. Anymore. <laughs> it was I, awful. I just can't take it anymore. And so when I saw the Bumblebee movie uh-huh. come out, I just thought. It'd be stupid. Nah, I'm not gonna. I'm, I'm not taking the bait. It's probably. It's gonna be a dumb movie, right? That's right. What a lot of people. And thought. then now, after seeing mm-hmm. the reviews, I just thought that's. I don't think a single Transformers movie has ever broken ninety percent. I think no. The nope. first Transformers movie, if I'm not mistaken, it was like seventy-seven, which is yeah. still pretty good. Mm-hmm. But I was like, not today. And I looked ninety-four. I was like, holy cow! Like yeah. suddenly, this has taken like a high priority to the point where even my wife and I we were like, okay. This Sunday, what do we want to watch? Mary Poppins or Bumblebee? And it's like, let's watch Bumblebee. I mean, it, it looks it looks like people are loving it. Now, I'm going to get yeah, but Bumblebee is the most lovable Transformer of all of them. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Not Megatron? So he's been, no, not Megatron. <laughs> and, and what's interesting is that he's left behind to protect the Earth, is mm-hmm. from, from what I'm seeing uh, for the movie. So, you know, we won't be able to talk about that one other than what we think it's going to be about but we can talk about uh you know mary poppins we can talk about aquaman now aquaman's going to make just a huge amount of money get ready for um a sequel uh you need to know a little bit about aquaman to understand the secondary characters that show up in the movie manta being one of them and then the doctor being the other are you familiar with the doctor doctor was it sid Whatever the, the the Asian guy, of course, it's stereotypical. The Asian guy is the doctor. Okay, okay. <laughs> kind of, I'm just saying it's, it made me laugh. Okay, but but he was uh, Asian in the comic too. Oh, I know who you're talking from about. back in the 40s. All right, I mean Aquaman's been around for DC for a long time, and uh, he's a bad guy from the, basically the very beginning of this movie because okay. you know. It's Atlantis. We gotta find out where they're at. Blah blah. They well, see, he's not a bad that. guy inside the uh, throne of Atlantis um, and the made film by DC. Yeah, he's but, a good guy. You well, know. in mm-hmm. in this movie, he's showing up. Doctor Stephen Shin. 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 Yeah. yeah, that he's going to be a bad guy because wow. he's a. Well, did you see? You went and saw it, right? Oh, you haven't seen it yet. When you see the <laughs> the 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 mid uh, part. Where they show you the extra scene, you'll figure it out, okay? But in the in the comic, mm-hmm. he's a, he's a villain, okay? In the vil in the, in the comic, he took the place in the movie of um, who's the guy who's the guy in that that was from uh, Platoon? That's in in this one, Russ. He played the Green Goblin in Spider Man. Willem Dafoe, oh, yeah, yeah, Dafoe. 
All right. They have Defoe teaching Aquaman how to swim, how to how to fight with the trident and all of that kind okay. of stuff. It was the doctor who did all of that in the comic, so he would never have. You know, he got irritated because he kind of got nudged to the side by the Defoe character in the comic. It's 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 convoluted, but saying. it's just it's kind of interesting how they've changed it around a little bit. I will say it was a great choice uh, for Nicole Kidman to play his, his mother, his mom. Okay. Oh, I didn't she, even know she was in the movie. Yeah, yeah. she does well. Mm-hmm. She does really well. What's fun about Mary Poppins? Dick Van Dyke shows up in it mm-hmm. as the same character. Angela, as yes. bank. Yeah. Angela Lansbury shows up mm-hmm. in it, and who else was it? Um, uh, Strip Streep or whatever her name. Meryl, Meryl Streep, Streep yeah. Mm-hmm. And she's washing vegetables. No, not really. <laughs> no, she's not. <laughs> now, didn't I hear that Julie Andrews was supposed to be in Aquaman? Julie Andrews? Yeah, I think I heard someone. Voice she was of to. Julie Andrews. Oh, okay. okay. Thank you. Yeah, I was going to say. I didn't see her. Okay. I'm still irritated that they didn't somehow give her a cameo right. in the, the Returns of Mary Poppins. They didn't? Nope. No, she's not in it. Why? Yeah, she didn't want to be in it. Oh, wow. I'm going to tell you what, what you're going to be you're going to be stunned at how good Emily Blunt is. I know I believe it. I like her as an actress. She is. She's r- she's really, been good in everything really, I've seen her. And, in. and 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 you know it's amazing she and her husband, of course, Krasinski, are you know, he's uh playing jack ryan now that was great okay, i did watch a good I show did watch, uh, jack it's, ryan it's a really yeah. a good show and of course he was in the quiet place yep and they were in that together he directed it. there's part two is coming out next year okay which would be interesting but uh he's a big supporter of the military and everything mm-hmm. of course he was in was it 31 hours or whatever that 13 was? hours 13, 13 hours, hours mm-hmm. yeah uh the deal about uh, benghazi mm-hmm. he was and he was very good in that and I say, like I said, he's he's a dichotomy, though. All right, because here's a guy that 13 hours thought it was a great. You know, he loved the movie, doing it. Thought that there was a lot of truth to it, and yet he supported Hillary Clinton for president. Wah, wah. Did you know that? No. <laughs> yeah, he's a big supporter for raised tens of thousands of dollars for, and supports the military. It just. They, there's such a, a weird disconnect uh, in Hollywood uh, for a lot of those people. We got to take a break. We're going to come back when we talk to, about this more. I'm going to talk about Mary Poppins. I that was the movie, and Shana verified this when we sat down beginning of last year or this year and talked about what movies. What were the two movies we were lo- really looking forward to? Mine were King Kong, which I was not disappointed in. I thought it was good. And Mary Poppins Returns. And I was definitely not disappointed at all. It's a great family uh, movie. We'll talk about it when we get back. If uh, you or someone you know suffer from eczema, then it's uh, time to stop covering up because new clinical trials by the folks at Applied Research Center of Arkansas and Central Arkansas might help reduce or relieve your eczema and its symptoms. Qualified participants will receive free study-related care, and compensation for time and travel. Don't let eczema keep you hiding. Call them at 501-954-7822 or visit them online at arcarkansas.com to apply. That's 501-954-7822 or arcarkansas.com. By the way, they've got several other studies going on as well. You can see if you qualify to get into those studies. Help can be just a click or a call away. 
apply today. All right, we got to get to the news. We'll bring you up to date. T-minus 8 hours, 31 minutes, and about 44 seconds to a shutdown to start uh, in the government. Let's see if you really notice it. Prediction? Do you think they're going to sign the bill? Yes or no? No. No. I think the Democrats think that they got got uh, the president looking bad on this. I don't think they do. Mm-hmm. It's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out, to be honest with you. But I think uh, Schumer thinks that he's got the president over the barrel, and he doesn't. Back after the news. Okay, back with you. Dave Ellswick Show. Tim Lim is here. Of course, uh, Zach is here. Shane Stacks is on his way. Other forces that are looking down touches on that subject. The idea No, that- there's not. And see, this that's what I was trying to say to Dave the other day. I'm not going to compare it to Mary Poppins, the music. I want it to be its own, you know, like I said, separate the two movies. Mm-hmm. That's what I want to do. Because if However. you continue if you continue to compare yourself to Mary Poppins, that means you're gonna continue to look at that standard and you're gonna feel like you'll never reach it. Right. You got you've had fifty years to make, you know, some type of music, <laughs> you know, for once you leave the, the movie theater, you yeah. can remember. And as soon as I left the movie theater, I didn't remember one song. Yeah. Not one. And, and it, it can be done. For example, um, <laughs> I bring up this example a lot. There's only been a few movies in recent memory where I just left the theater saying, that is an instant hit that's right. going to be remembered for years. Exactly. And the most recent one I can remember was Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> I remember I did not have high expectations for that movie. I went in there, I left, and I was like, this has franchise material, and this will be a movie that even my kids are going to enjoy. And so it can be done. Exactly. But I, I feel like Hollywood... And the media and culture, they're so creatively bankrupt mm-hmm. that they're just like, I don't know what to do. Right. And it's like, we're ne- we're never going to meet that expectation, so let's not even try. Exactly. And I just, I, I, maybe I'm cynical. I just don't think that's an excuse anymore. Exactly. I, I think there are so many creative people out there mm-hmm. that you're just not finding the right people to do it. And when you have Mary Poppins on the on the slate for over five years of development, Surely you had, you could find someone, but no, find they, something. They, they chose Lin Emanuel because oh, Hamilton is great. Everyone likes Hamilton. Mm-hmm. He's a liberal. You know, Lin Manuel's a liberal like us. It's like your movies. You know, at this rate, depending on if that's the consensus, no one's going to remember your movie in about ten years. They're going to remember the original Mary Poppins, mm-hmm. but you failed to achieve a goal. And I think that's this the same thing with the Star Wars franchise right now. Yeah. That's why the Star Wars movies are on the back burner because it's like, we're doing something wrong. What are we doing wrong? Well, you're doing the same thing. You're doing the same thing, you know? Try- I don't see how you can see you're doing something wrong with even one that you thought was a failure because it only made $400 million. Give me a break. <laughs> you know, I, it's it was solo. So what? Yeah. It did $400 million. Maybe he's not the... The great character you thought he was. And I thought he did a great job. It was a fun movie, too. I enjoyed it. It was a very fun movie. I mean, I enjoyed it. The the problem that I ran into, the only other problem I ran into with Mary Poppins is that it spent all of the movie paying respect to the original movie. Instead of trying something new. (laughs) Exactly. Moving forward. Instead of letting maybe Emily Blunt give her really her twist on mm-hmm. Mary Poppins, I think that the director sat down and, and said, or even in Emily Blunt's mind, she thought, I can't outdo Julie Andrews as Mary Poppins, so I'll do Julie Andrews with a little bit of Emily Blunt in it. 
I, that's what I saw. I mean, you got to think that, that you know Mary Poppins Returns is about the children from the original Mary Poppins. It's what it's about, especially the, the you know the son and the the, the son and then the daughter. Mm-hmm. Then you it's about the son's kids, mm-hmm. the grandkids. All right, and it's the they went son. Through. Widowed or divorced? His, widowed. He's a widow. Yeah, he's a widow. <laughs> I haven't even seen the movie. It's all I about tell. his. It's all about his. Uh, he's already, you know, he's dealing with uh, the the Great Depression. That's when it's set during. Uh, it's basically a year after um, his wife died. You know. Right. Yeah. Kyle is in Little Rock. Hello, Kyle. How are you? I'm doing great, Dave. Uh, how are all y'all doing? We're doing fantastic. By the way, Merry Christmas. If I forget to say it before we we, we you drop you, go ahead. I appreciate that. You too. Um, no, I was telling the, uh, when, when he was screening about the values that they, maybe I'm just kind of the pie in the sky kind of person, but uh, they used to create things for a purpose, and now it's more marketing and money. And those old movies that they weren't really looking at breaking the records of sales with end up doing that because of the values that people try to carry forward. Mm-hmm. And the new ones, they kind of fade away because that's not what they're about. They're they're watched and forgotten versus yep. the old ones that that come back around because there was a purpose behind them besides just making money. Okay, so I I've got I've got a reason for that. Thanks for your call. It's because spiritually Hollywood's bankrupt right now. Correct. I was actually very shocked that so there is a musical that's come out recently that my wife and I love mm-hmm. and, and the greatest can, showman <laughs> we haven't seen that one it's yet. good we but this is actually it's a, a musical based on something that's been that's old on broadway les miserables yeah. okay they translated that musical pretty much song by song item by item and it ends it has a religious message to it, sure it i mean does. they actually improved a bit on hugo's rendition by ending it with you know um uh, basically a scene of heaven where it's like you've done good and yeah. now you're going to reap the reward of it and it ends with the conclusion of all the deceased characters basically singing the song of triumph okay. and I just thought the reason why people like that musical is because you need something that that resonates in the soul yeah. not just in an emotive way like a feel good way mm-hmm. and I think that's what a lot of a lot of what Disney is doing nowadays their values are you should feel good and it's like, yeah, but feeling good. I feel good when I eat like a Sunday, <laughs> but that's not going to fill me up like the next day. That's you know, correct. you have you have to have something that that feeds and nurtures your values and really goes into your core. Everlasting, everlasting, right? And I think that's why when you have a Mary Poppins original, those songs stick with you because they were made not necessarily to make money. They were made because it's like this is going to be a great movie. Mm-hmm. Like we're gonna we're gonna show the American public that we can entertain them. And have a message that resonates. Yeah, well, you you mentioned that, uh, of course, Disney himself, that the one song, you know, Feed the Birds, uh, is is such a, a major sh- uh, song of the show. You don't have that now because how many people have that kind of spirituality? I mean, Pure Flix does stuff that's got spirituality in it. Uh, however, it, it's not, I'm going to say, nothing against them, but it's overtly spiritual where something like a you know Disney, it's there subtly. Mm-hmm. You got it. You caught it. You know some people won't catch it, and that person's probably not spiritual. I'm just saying. I mean, it's, right. it's way. It's a different way of 
approaching the subject. And it's interesting to see what things, not even that long ago, they passed in the media, and there'd be no way they'd get the green light now. Back in the early 2000s, actually, I'm getting my time frames wrong, either late 90s. Back further than that, Tim, to the Charlie Brown Christmas. Yeah, yeah. That, and I'm, I'm actually, you're on the right track. They had us. really problems with that movie. The, the people who paid for it, I forget who was the sponsor of it, but they... Didn't. Well, CBS hit the roof when they when he when, well, not just CBS. It was the Schultz presented the, it to the him. people who were behind it, were financing it. Said you can't read the Bible on television <laughs> anymore, and he says, "Well, that's what." And they didn't. They said, "Well, we'll show it and just take our losses." Well, you had uh, the movie that I was referring to was The Hunchback of Notre Dame. It was the last time that Disney ever made kind of an overtly religious movie. Now, at the time, it was panned for being not as good as like The Lion King or Aladdin, or any of its predecessors, yeah. but you watch that movie, it is deep. I mean, it is the Disney version of the original, but overt references to, you know, uh, for me, Catholicism, overt references to struggling with the nature of good and evil, these are things that if this movie was announced tomorrow, people would pick it. There'd be riots in the streets <laughs> from people who were thinking that this movie we're is We're going to so... do a live version of Hunchback of Notre Dame. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Fantasia. The original Fantasia, I love Fantasia, it ended with the Ave Maria, yeah. and that was intentional. Disney wanted to end it with something peaceful because the segment that preceded it was the Night on Bald Mountain. The idea of you know Chernabog, like the the Disney version of Satan, essentially calling yep. out uh, a revelry of the dead, and then to to lead the movie out having you know a processional of of monks singing the Ave Maria. You would never see that nowadays. People would would critics would no, burn you, it at the you, stake. You would. If you saw monks, it would be something like Monty Python. Right, exactly. Uh, clunk. <laughs> yeah. Everybody knows what I'm talking about. It's And it's not It's not even that there is a lack of virtue uh, and this type of messaging in our movies. It's also that it has to be vilified. Traditional virtues have to be made fun of. And I know that uh, earlier we were talking about, for example, one of my beefs with the Into, Into the Spider-Verse movie was why did it have to portray, portray Peter Parker – the quintessential good hero. Why do they have to? They have to deconstruct him. They yeah, have to make him, you know, a dumpy loser. That's a good question. <laughs> you know. All right. So let's uh, remember about Social Security benefits. There's 567 different ways to claim them. 2,728 rules in the Social Security Handbook. And to make matters worse, the government tells them they can't help you personally about how you're going to take. Your Social Security, it's probably no wonder why as much as $10 billion in benefits go unclaimed every year. Learn how you could wring every nickel out of your Social Security benefits in the up-to-date 2018 Guide to Social Security. From David Lucas, hosts of the David Lucas Show, 101.1 FM, The Answer, every Saturday at 10 and 3. So to get your free 2018 Guide to Social Security, be one of the first 10 callers. Right now, 501-653-6690. That's 501-653-6690. Or visit davidlucasfinancial.com. If you need a plumber, you'd go to Aero Plumbing. That's who I go to. I use Aero Plumbing exclusively when I have a, a plumbing problem at my home because I know that the people who come out are going to be, of course, dressed professionally. They all wear uniforms. Uh, that means when they bend over to take care of things, no more plumber, pencil holder, or any of that kind of stuff. Uh, they know what they're doing. You know, a lot of people don't realize Aero Plumbing has classes 
during the week several times to go over different problems that the plumbers may uh, run into. They also teach their plumbers how to treat uh, their um, their clients and all the rest. They are really good people. Uh, Earl Donaldson does it right. And then they have the 100% satisfaction guarantee. If you're not 100% satisfied, uh, satisfied with the service that they provide it, they'll refund all of your money. That's huge. I mean, that's, that's just a big, cool guarantee that they have for you from Aero Plumbing. To find out more, you want to call them to use them. And if you got to call them on Christmas Eve, do so. They'll have somebody to come to your house. Uh, AeroPlumbing.net. Or just Google Aeroplumbing Plumbing and all the contact information to be there. I'm not going to expect you to write it down right now. That's aeroplumbing.net. All right, we're down to about just three minutes left here in this hour. It's gone fast. Shane Stacks is going to join us in the next hour. Uh, I think I've told you enough about Mary Poppins to uh, returns to tell you that you're not going to waste your money. If you got kids, they're going to enjoy it. And uh, it's a great family movie. There's no cursing in this movie, no nothing like that, no no uh, gruesome killings or, or anything like that. Uh, they do a great job of merging the animation again with live uh, live action. Uh, they got they got some people they call back to that you're not going to you'll remember them from Mary Poppins, uh, and they wanted you to know that they remembered them as well. The penguins show back up in. The animated penguins is it, show up. Is it three, like cell shaded 3D animation or is it 2D? Or is it's it both? 2D. It's 2D. It's the old, wow. old form of animation. It's good stuff. Cool. It's really good. And they did it They did it very well. They've got an animated sequence in it just like they had in uh, the, the original. So uh, in, enjoy the movie. Go and see it. If you're a baby boomer like me, you're going to love it. And your grandkids will like it as well. Although if they're 14 years of age or a little bit above it, they might think it's a little jaded. I'll be honest with you. They're they're not used to sitting through where they have to pay attention <laughs> to what people are really doing. They just uh, do. You know, it's got a lot of subplots in it. Uh, could have had a little bit more character development in it. But is it worth your money? I say yes. Uh, we'll get back uh, into the next hour, and we'll talk more about Aquaman. Is it worth your money? I say yes. So it's, it's a good movie, and uh, and and uh, James uh, James Wan. Wan did a great job of directing it. James Bond Wan W A N James Wan did it. He he's showing that you know it's not only horror that he does well. He does all kinds of movies well. Fast and the Furious, yeah. He did very well on that, but he went over and above everything everybody else did, and in Aquaman, I think uh, Russ would agree with me with, on this too, he went over and above what everybody else has basically done in all the other uh, you know, superhero movies. It's, okay. it, it is pull the stops, man. Do it all. Can't wait to see him Monday. Yeah, you like it. Mm-hmm. It's a good one. We'll talk to Shane about it more as well. I think he already went and saw it. And then we'll talk about the Spider-Verse, too. Because Shane went and saw it and liked it. We loved so it. It would be good to listen to Tim and Shane talk about this. Gosh. That's all coming up next on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, moving to the second hour of a uh, Dave Ellswick Show. Uh, Merry Christmas to everybody who is listening today. And uh, hope that, uh, you know, I'll get to say Happy New Year late next week. But... 
I'll say it now just in case you're going out of town. We want you to have a, a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And I'll say Merry Christmas as well. I've already wished all of our Jewish listeners Hanukkah, Happy Hanukkah, you know, wishes, but uh, Hanukkah is over now. That's somebody for us on line one? No. He's talking. Okay, well. Dude, would you please get here? I'm, I'm on the way. Okay. Yeah. Where are you? I'm, I'm exiting on university right now. All right. Well, we'll see. We'll see you in just a few moments. Okay. Come talk sense to Tim. Yeah. Come. Yeah. You got to come talk. Yeah. Okay. Hold on. You what? And we're not going to hang up. You got to. Yeah. You got to talk to Tim because he hated the Spider Verse, man. Well, he's obviously brain damaged. Okay. Ooh. <laughs> Ouch. He'll be. They'll be getting together and talking. And then we'll let you talk about the post office because I know you got. You need to vent your spleen about that one. I have. I have a story I wrote called "Stamping Out an Errand," a modern Gothic horror novella. <laughs> yeah, that's really amazing. It really is good. All right. Well, hold on. Uh, we'll, yeah. we'll We'll see you in just a few moments. You know. You know the combination, right? So you can get in. Man. <laughs> well, we changed. I'll just, I'll just wear. I'll Wait. just wear it back and knock that door down. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, uh, Zach takes care. Are you kidding? Zach takes care of me. Man. All right. Okay, Iron Fist. Be careful. Okay, hold on. Iron <laughs> Fist. Yeah, put you. Put you. Put you back on. You got him on hold. Thank you very much. All right. So anyway, Shane's on his way. Talk to him about. Uh, um, Spider-Man to the Spider-Verse, because I just can't believe you right now. I'm looking at, I mean, we agree on the anime we watch, but wow. For everybody who is going to go see Aquaman, and there's a lot of you listening right now that are going to Mm -hmm. go see it, because it's going to do a gazillion dollars this weekend, no doubt. Last night, in its initial showings, did over $14 million. Mm Mm-hmm. Did did big business? Mary Poppins, I think, did six million. Okay, and a lot of people, oh, it's so. No, that's pretty doggone good for a movie drawing off of a movie that's fifty years old. I'm just telling you, there's a lot of people that listen to me, and I say Mary Poppins, and they go, "Who? You know what <laughs> kind of thing?" Wow. Now, if you're a baby boomer, you don't. All right, baby boomers, remember, or you're going to remember that movie. You'll go see it. Take your grandkids; they'll love it. Just telling you, they'll love it. What you won't love is have how much it's going to cost you. It's going to cost you a whole lot more movie to see Mary Poppins Returns than it costs you to go see Mary Poppins, and that's including the popcorn and the soda. Just letting you know. (laughs) I have a lot of people on Facebook who are friends who are women who are going to go see Aquaman. Yeah, I have more of them you know saying that they're going to watch I like it. Jason, exactly. Yeah, he's a good that looking guy. Why. I think that's the thing. Yep, <laughs> he's 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 a good looking man. There's no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. Although, if I have to pick the person that he plays, that the the part that I've seen him do the most that I like, it is definitely Frontier. I okay. enjoyed that. Now he he was good as as uh, Conan was, was it Drago or whatever he played in Game of Thrones. <gasps> yes. Okay. He I, was he was good in that that part as well. Uh, Conan, he was okay. I think that he was hamstrung because he's just not as big physically as Schwarzenegger was. I always get him mixed up with the rock play and that, well, the rock play, Hercules. Yeah. I always get those Which two mixed up. Which was another movie that was a waste. Yep. It's a sad thing to say. There's so, you know, I'm going to tell you, the rock's not Steve Reeves. 
And if you're a real Hercules fan, you know who I'm talking about. He was the Hercules from the 60s. You know, when they were throwing paper mache rocks around (laughs) and boulders. So anyway, uh, here is my take on Aquaman. I enjoyed it. Fun movie. Enjoyable. Too long. How long is it? I think it's two hours and 20-some minutes. Yeah, 23 minutes. Okay, so they really, I think, they could have trimmed it down to two hours, and it would have been even a better movie. It's no Infinity War is basically what you're saying. No, it's that not. movie could have gone longer. I mean, it, it, the part with, um, you know, bringing the, the person... Well, technically, Infinity War is going to go longer with Endgame. Yeah. And it's not yeah. going to be long enough. Was it Manta? The person plays the Manta. Uh, okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. But, you know what? They have one... There's a big, big scene... With that villain, mm-hmm. okay, because he's one of the arch villains for Aquaman through the comics. Bottom line, it wasn't all that good. Okay, as it you know they're they're in Sicily and they're running across the rooftops yeah. and all kinds of That's stuff. That's the trailer, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's in the trailer, mm-hmm. and you see the blast, the beam, and all of right. that kind of stuff. And I'm watching it, and I'm like going, yawn. You know, this is boring. <laughs> well, it's because he's a Muslim. You know, he's a black Muslim. They were making a big deal out of him being hired for that role before the movie. And oh, all that. really? Yeah, he's a Muslim. Mm-hmm. I care, why, why does that make any difference? He's playing a he's playing a comic book character. All right, who isn't Muslim? <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's just stupid. Anyway, how about the so not very good. You remember that Spawn movie that came out in the nineties, oh, live yeah. action one? Yeah, yeah. with with Jai White. Was Jai that? White, yeah. yeah. So it. Um, <laughs> I know what you're talking about. The, so the ending of that movie, there were okay. That's the first movie that I watched that actually kind of made me sick because my brain could not process like how much computer generation there was in it. It wasn't perfected at the time, and I just remember like I was watching it with my three cousins, and all of us got sick watching it because it was just you know a little bit too much of an overload my thing with aquaman is just from the trailers it it's, looks like you have to make the whole thing in computer graphics so well, how does that compare it, that, well it still looks good it does yeah it looks okay. really good it, you, you like it i i think that you'll like it it could have been better that's my whole thing it's just by trimming it and and making it leaner it could uh-huh. have been better and uh, so, and you know what? I sat through that scene, and that scene is about twelve minutes. Is it about twelve minutes long? Goodness, Russ, would you say where they're running through Sicily? Yeah, it's that at least that twelve yeah. minutes. Yeah, it's long. Gosh, it's long. it is just insane. It just, yeah, Stupid. and it, no, yeah. Wow. So I, I was like, you could lift this out. Left the part at the beginning where the guy showed up, is you know, and he vanquishes him and is done with him, and. Uh, then picked it up in the post credit scene to set up for the sequel. Because yeah. the sequel is going to be Manta against uh, mm-hmm. Aquaman. There's no doubt about that. At least that's what, if they go with what the post credit was. So anyway, just know that it's it's going to try your patience a little bit. Yeah. Because there's stuff in it that they did not need. Well, you know a movie that didn't do that? Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. <laughs> it is a short movie. It well, not a, short, but it's like, what, an hour 35, hour 40 minutes? My... I think about an hour 45. Yeah, you're right about that. So it's about a 90-minute movie. Yeah. And the movie was great. 
you know, yeah. I'm opposed to Tim here. You know, he's you know he's got his ways, and yeah. I understand it. I understand it. I actually appreciate that too. Your honesty, but my thoughts on it: the movie was great. Mm-hmm. You know, the action was just nonstop. You know, it was a fun movie. Um, it definitely enjoyable. The, there was uh, plenty of good humor in it, and um, I felt the characters, each Spider-Man character, and um, I don't know. I just I thought it was a great movie. You know, I, I mean, I would urge people to go see that one this weekend. Okay, well, it's out at the theaters. It's everywhere. You know, as they like to say, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. Like uh, <laughs> kind of like the Tooth Fairy. But uh, yeah, I you know, it sounds like a good one to go. I mean, one that I was talking with and. I know that you you didn't go see it, Tim. Is Mortal Engines? Yeah, no. Uh, and I, I I went and saw it at the at the theater. I thought it was all right uh, until three quarters of the way through the movie, Star and then Wars. and then Peter Jackson lost his mind. It's Peter Jackson. I didn't even know yeah, that. Oh. Yeah, he lost his mind because the the last third of that movie, or the last quarter, twenty five percent of the movie is Star Wars and the Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> It just veers off. I, mean, I swear, when you go, when you see it, it I'm not going to watch it. Well, you got to watch it. No, when, you can watch it when it comes uh, comes out on Redbox. I, I don't. <laughs> I don't like YA based movies. Okay, well, if it's, yeah. if, it's, if I can tell that it's catered to young adults, no, no it is. it's it just is. not my cup of it tea. It is. It's got the romance and the whole mm-hmm. nine yards in it and stuff. But the part in it at the towards the end, there's this there's this seminal scene. The the big climactic scene and you'll wonder why they did not have the villain say luke i'm your father my gosh i mean it's like a spoiler it is that in your face about how they changed yeah i'll go see it in the movie theater just for the visuals no those are impressive i mean it was like the movie from a couple of years ago i forget the name of a thousand cities or whatever you know just go watch for that valoran yeah, Val- yeah, Valerian. Valerian or whatever. So, I mean, I'll go see it on the big screen just for that reason. It's such a great movie, and Luke Bison cast it so terribly. Terribly. It was so just, terrible. It was one of the worst. <laughs> and and they did the same, and, and Peter Jackson made a mistake in uh, Mortal Machines because he took the guy who's the uh, historian, young guy, mm-hmm. and he has a buddy who's like, you know, part of the... The proletariat or something. I don't know. <laughs> Who? Yeah, nah, he's bourgeois. He's he's working down there in 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 the in the galleys and stuff. Yeah. And anyway, he's uh, when you when you look at him, he's got more charisma on the screen than what the guy that's leading the charge on the mo- movie <clears throat> has on the screen. And they, if they made him the the main character, yeah. Uh, all the teenage girls would have been swooning and they would have done a lot more money. Just just telling you. But, yeah, it's a fun movie. Here's one for you, Tim, to see. It's on Redbox right now. Go rent it. The Meg? No. That was an all right movie. <laughs> I love it's The Meg. I did it's a fun. fun movie. Yeah, it was fun. No, mm-hmm. but Jennifer Garner is... Oh, Peppermint. Oh, Peppermint. Okay. See Peppermint. It's, it's Mr. Wick... As a female. As a female? Oh, it's it's fun. Yeah, I saw it on Amazon. I thought I, I already saw that with Atomic Blonde, though. Oh, what another Atomic great Blonde. Oh, no, salt. Yeah. Or, or salt. True, yeah, yeah. you're right about salt. 
I don't, even, I don't even see Tim right now because this whole spider. No, all exactly. I see is you, Zach. Exactly. All I see is you. We feel the same way. I just want to say that that movie is one hour and 56 minutes. Okay. So the fact that you thought it was shorter meant it was really good. <laughs> Maybe. Because a bad movie feels long. Right. Could have been he fell asleep. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I was not Every asleep. great relationship has its first spat. You hadn't, you hadn't gone and seen Aquaman. I haven't. Right? I heard the discussion. Uh, it's too so, long. Yeah, I I'm heard that. It's too long. The only thing I've really heard, and I want to go see it. I, I thought that uh, Aquaman and Justice League was one of the high points. I no. really liked Heavy Metal Aquaman. Yeah. In fact, Zach and I played White Stripe by the Icky Thumps on my <laughs> show last Saturday to celebrate Aquaman coming out. Yeah. But uh, the only thing I've really heard about it is it's the closest thing to a Marvel movie that DC's done yet. It's I don't pretty know. Pretty yeah. gone close. So that's uh, I don't. I want to go see it. I want to see it. I want to see Bumblebee. I want to see yep. Mary Poppins. All mm-hmm. that. But Spider Verse returns. I mean, was, I'm going to tell it. everybody. Yeah. The the action in Mary <laughs> Poppins is going back again to the way Mary Poppins was. All right. So don't expect these stunning. Heavy, you know, energy visuals because that you don't get that. You just don't get that. Yeah, in Mary yeah. Poppins. You get Mary Poppins from Mary Poppins. Yeah, and I'm, it's I'm, fun. Yeah. Well, the the first Mary Poppins had some neat special effects in it, but it was on the strength of the charisma, the charisma of. Uh, was it uh, Dick Van Dyke and yeah. Julian? Ju- yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, there was just the, the, the strength of their personality carried that way. But it's so, so funny, is yeah. and the music. I will say this: when you get to the end of, uh, you, you get to see Dick Van Dyke again because he makes a cameo. <laughs> oh, great! The man can still dance, dude. Mm-hmm. They, they've got it like he a spot. still dances. That's just a, he's eighty six years old or something like that, and he just they put him on a desktop and he's just soft shoeing all over the place. Well, did you see the video? It was a couple of years ago where somebody was filming on their phone. They met him in a restaurant. And we're like, hey, it's Dick Van Dyke. And he jumped up and started singing. He had the energy of like, he had more energy than I do. The guy's crazy yeah. I mean, in a good way. Yeah, he's crazy and he's too bad he's so liberal. <laughs> I'm just saying. That's right. I'm sorry to touch all of them. I read up on them about yeah, that. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. crazy about that stuff. I mean, Some, Sometimes that's forgivable if they're not if they're not flamboyant pushing it in your it. face. Right. And I say sometimes it is forgivable, obviously, because uh, everyone has different opinions. But um, I I mean, I'm like George Clooney. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I can't forget. Or uh, Sean Penn. (laughs) Yeah, Sean Penn. Another good example. George Clooney. (laughs) Okay, we're going to get a break in here. And then we'll come back and do more in the Dave Ellswick show. You know, Sonny's Auto Salvage has saved me thousands of dollars. His uh, recycled auto parts over at uh, his auto salvage yard have done exactly what they're supposed to do. Act like a new part. But then you're going to get that for the simple reason that RD backs up everything, like three-year parts and labor and unlimited mileage. You, you better be sure that those parts are good or you're going to end up losing your, your shirt over that stuff. And uh, this last deal that he did with me where I put a new, uh, I put a recycled transmission from one of the, uh, Total loss vehicles he's got into my uh, Acadia. Uh, again, three-year parts and labor, unlimited mileage. It costs me to get the part and all the labor, 2300 bucks. It would have been seven or $5,000 if I had done it, you know, with a rebuilt uh, um, transmission. So save yourself some money. Keep your car running well. Just call 982 
982-7451 to Sonny's Auto Salvage. All right, back with you, Dave Ellswick Show. Coming up at 4 o'clock, Eric Coleman will join us. He is the jeweler at Hillcrest Designers Jewelry over at 3000 Cavanaugh Boulevard. Great place to go if you're looking for a ring, a bracelet, necklace, you know, a tennis, you know, anklet or whatever. Just take him your ideas and he can make them into reality or uh, when you're at the point you're at right now where you're just three days away from Christmas, you can look in his cases that he has stuffed with gold and silver and stones and colored diamonds and regular diamonds and rubies and emeralds and great prices, 20% off everything. Now's the time to get over there. Plus, buy something for uh, that special someone. I think that he still has some of those uh, blown glass ornaments uh, that you can get along with uh, a purchase of $500 or more. 501-246-3655 is the number. Eric will be here to talk to you about jewelry and take any questions you might have about it. Like, how do you how do you tell when something's 14-karat gold or it's not 14-karat gold without and know it before your ring finger turns green? Uh, we'll talk to Eric about that, and he'll explain it all to us here on the Dave Ellswick Show. During the rest of this half hour and the next half hour, we've got uh, Zach sitting in today, as well as Dr. Tim Lim, and now Shane Stacks here uh, as well. Shane plays radio. You hear that show every Saturday at 1 to 2 o'clock yes. right here on 101.1 FM, uh, the, the answer, and he has just re-upped his contract. He's going to be here another year. Yes, really And that's excited. always good, exciting yeah. things to hear about. Really excited. Uh, yeah, I, I love Salem. Um, you know, you guys, well, not you guys, but the, the management here and the sales staff and everything, and, and you two, everyone works, you know, really, really bends over backwards to take care of the customers so i really appreciate that i mean i was you know i love you guys so much i took zach to a movie the other night yeah you guys saw went Spider- saw spider that was his christmas for being such an excellent engineer he is a good he's a good producer he does well, a nice job zach, yeah all right so you got you didn't see all the things that uh were seen by tim and and that's possible because tim and i tend to be i think you moved away after you got off the quorum court from being an overtly political guy. I, of course, have to be overtly political. Well, no, critical I'm still overtly political. I just more choose my battles, and I realize if I turn everything into a threat, then I'll start. I'll stop losing discernment on what's a major threat and what it, you know what I'm saying. So okay. I had to detoxify a little bit because I went so deep. Uh, so, uh, but no, I, I, I'm assuming you're t- there. There are some ooey gooey, loosey goosey liberal stuff going on in. Uh, That's in, what Tim was. In Spider Verse, but the the reason I don't have a problem with it is because they didn't get rid of Peter Parker and say he's never existed or suddenly he's gay. They just have multiple types of Spider Man from yep. different uh, dimensions, which has been a comic book trope forever. So. And and there was a very natural progression in the comic books. Miles Morales as a uh, ethnic representation character, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. I've often said, I don't have a problem with you introducing new characters to try to represent, but introduce new characters and they'll either stand on their own or they won't. Uh, and and there was a uh, Ultimate Comics universe 
where uh, Peter Parker got a run of 100 issues. Then he died. Uh, and, and then Miles Morales became Spider-Man. Yeah. And I liked the character immediately. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they, they kind of merged those universes. So now you got Peter Parker and Miles Morales. All right. right. Keep your thought. Yeah. When you come back, I'll All pick right. it up. You okay. get to talk first. Right. And then I'll turn uh, the rabbit dog Tim Lim against you. All right. All right. We'll take a break. News time here on the Dave Ellswick Show back in about five minutes. Five minutes. All right. So I cut off uh, Shane. I want him to be able to finish up what his thought. So let's turn it back over to him. We're talking about the Spider-Verse. Right. Uh, so Spider-Verse, first of all, what we're really talking about is is it was Spider Verse into the Spider Verse the animated movie was it an example of what we're seeing so often in comics and movies and stuff these days which is social conditioning yes. not social commentary but social conditioning okay yes. so uh, I've called out on on while guest hosting your show Dave yeah. and on my own show I've called out many examples of social conditioning uh, to the point to where one of the uh, extra venues that my show goes out on, uh, you know, uh, threatened to drop me. And I said, well, you just do whatever you're going to do. I'm, I'm going to do my show. I'm not going to change it for you. And then you, then you guys guest hosted my show one time and uh, was, were going off on Comics Gate, and he, he threatened me again. I said, whatever, dude. You know, I mean, I'm not yeah. I'm not scared of somebody thinking that I have an opinion uh, or that I'm a hater because I have an opinion. Uh, the, the best example that I can, and there's other ones out there, but the best example that I'll call out, is where they took Ice, the character of Iceman, uh, Bobby Drake, who is an established character from the 60s, established heterosexual man who loves women. Many girlfriends, okay. skirt chaser, you name it. In the movies. I'm just watching the X-Men movies again. So he was seeing Baby, It's Cold Outside. He was singing Baby, It's okay. Cold Outside. <laughs> and then, like, even I was watching the X-Men movies recently, and he's got that relationship with Rogue. And, you know, it's he's 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 heterosexual. Yeah. Suddenly, a couple of years ago, uh, because they want more representation and the characters they keep introducing, nobody wants. So they start co-opting existing characters Mm -hmm. and shoving their hands up their butts like they're a puppet and make them suddenly start saying different things. Suddenly, Bobby Drake is gay. Suddenly, Iceman is gay. Okay. And when they pull that or like when suddenly... Uh, Captain America yeah. is being used as a Nazi because people are mad that that Trump has, you know, that's the stuff I call out. Okay? But if you introduce a character naturally, and it doesn't change the fundamental nature of an existing character, I don't have a problem with it because it's, it, it's fair game. Mm-hmm. And it, there's a difference between social commentary and social conditioning. Some of the best comics ever written have been social commentary. Social conditioning is when you're using propaganda to change the way people think in a way. You Young know, people. Or, right. You're trying to sneak it on top of them because your main argument won't work. So you're coming at them sideways. I didn't see. Now, Spider-Verse, Into the Spider-Verse, was a very fun movie. I've never seen an animation style like that. It was very creative. The characters were good. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. I didn't see, I saw, you know, a female spider woman. I saw uh, a manga spider woman from the future. Yep. I saw spider ham or Peter Porker, the spectacular <laughs> spider ham. I saw Spider-Man noir from the 1930s. Uh, and I saw two different versions of Peter Parker. And then I saw Miles Morales. 
none of them was presented as if they were this character is better because they're a so woman. So there was a spider pig in this movie? Peter <laughs> yeah, Porker. Yeah, yeah. Peter Porker. Peter Porker. There was nothing in the way the characters behaved or in the storyline that indicated that it's this Gwen Stacy is better because she's a woman. And 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 that is where I draw the line. Now, did they have to make Dr. Octopus female in this one? Probably not, but she wasn't running around going, I'm a woman, so I'm better, or anything that I can remember. And if she did, she was the villain. So I, I just didn't see anything that set my alarms off. You know, uh, Now, if they had introduced Miles Morales and Peter Parker was like, well, you're so woke, you're obviously a better Spider-Man than I'll ever be, then I would have had big problems. And, and that's just kind of where I come from. Well, maybe the problem is, is yeah. that Tim and I are so woke to what they're doing <laughs> right. in movies anymore that it's hard for us to... To not see some of the stuff that well, doing. if if here's here's another example I'll put, and and I see stuff, uh, you know, but like I said, are, is it commentary or is it conditioning or are they just telling a fun story? Uh, are they trying to do representation with multiple spider people? Yes. Are they saying that this spider person is superior to that one because they're a female or a ethnic? I, I didn't catch any of that, so I, I don't have any problem with that. Um, and they have a rationale, like this is the spider person of this universe, you know, or whatever. Um, and, and now, if here's the here's one thing I will say, I would have I would have objected to. There were two Peter Parkers in this movie. One of them was like, this dude's got it together. Yep. The other one was like divorced, slob, blah blah blah. And if that was the only Peter Parker they showed compared to Miles Morales, I would have had a problem because then they would have been saying that. You know, the Peter Parker we've known since the 60s is just a big fat slob, and Miles Morales is obviously better. Uh, so, anyway, that, right. that's just kind of my view on it. But it was, right. it was a, from a from a movie-making standpoint, it was fantastically creative. All right. With that said, anything else you want to add, Tim? <laughs> it's awful. The movie is awful. I'm just going to say. It's awful. So it is. it does have social conditioning in it. Look, if you're online, look at the tweets by Peter Ramsey, the director, one of the directors. He is pro-Antifa. Uh, he's a very intelligent person, though. So if he's going to socially condition, he's not going to do it in an overt way. You have to kind of read between the lines. There's a big thing at the very end that I have a huge problem with, and it's something that is a hallmark of deconstructionism in media. And it's when Miles Morales is giving his soliloquy or his um, his monologue where he says, like, I just proved that anyone can be Spider-Man. You just put on the mask and you're Spider-Man. Really? Because, you know, who's Batman? Bruce Wayne. Who's Captain America? Steve Rogers. Who's Superman? Clark Kent. We have shown time and time again that it's not just the mask that makes the person. It's who has been connected to that identity for time immemorium. And everyone knows that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. The two have to be connected. To me, even though I don't object to the nature of alternate realities as part of storytelling, I think it's lazy to be like, well, they're all on equal footing. No, even in like comics, you have like, okay, here's the prime Superman and here's the alternate Supermans from other dimensions. You'll notice that in this movie, there is no prime Spider-Man. There's two Peter Parkers. One of them dies. The other one is a slob from an alternate reality. So we don't even get the benefit of seeing the true virtuous Spider-Man who we can say, no, this is the this is Peter Parker, Spider-Man. Miles Morales, you can have your own movie. That's fine. But this is who you are. You are not Spider-Man. You're you Miles are. Morales. Well, You're even Miles in Morales, the Marvel Universe, it's you are, Earth 616. So there, it's, you know, but what I mean is this, prime but Earth. it's not in this movie. So just think of it in terms of the kids who are watching this movie. 
they they do things that I do like with the Miles Morales character. He has a, a loving mother and a loving father, which mm-hmm. is good. So you buck that that trend of uh, depicting kind of uh, black people as being like street or urban, but then you don't. Because the entire movie is like a hip hop soundtrack, he literally vandalizes things by yeah. putting by putting stickers on stuff. He he complains to his uncle like, "I just want to be creative and I just want to graffiti." It's like, wait, so you're you're trying to have your cake and eat it too? You're trying to have a positive representation of black people, but then you do these like street things. And in fact, the ending of the movie has him on the iconic gargoyle looking over New York City. And what does he do? He takes a sticker and slaps it on it. So if you're a kid watching this movie. You're just like, oh my gosh, like he's so cool. And I, I you know, I think that's a neat thing that he does. That's not heroic. Nothing about that is heroic. And so you have all these little tiny dog whistles in the movie that again, Peter Ramsey's a smart guy, which means that if he's going to try and socially condition, he's going to do it in the most subversive way that you're not really picking up on. The big thing, and this is the hot button topic that I brought up to my wife. So let me preface this. My wife is white. I am Asian. We are an oh. interracial couple. But the one thing that drives us nuts is when people treat interracial uh, relationships as a fad. And I was like, once, you, once I point this out, it's going to blow your mind. Why is it that in Hollywood there are so many black and white couples? And it's only those couplings, those pairings that are together. Peter Parker and Zendaya in Spider-Man Homecoming. They couldn't even get a redhead to play Mary Jane. They were like, we're going to call her MJ. You're going to have to guess if that's how it's going to be in the second movie. And now we have confirmation. No, that is Peter Parker's love interest in the second movie. It is Peter Parker and Zendaya. You have Flash and you have Iris West. They change her ethnicity Mm -hmm. in the Flash to make her black. Why? Well, you know, interracial couples, tee-hee, like, that's really cool. <laughs> you have you have April O'Neil in, in Rise of the TMNT, the cartoon. She's black now. Don't even get me started on the whole, like, well, she was originally black to begin with. No, she wasn't. Well, like, my friend Mark Pellegrini has written a whole treatise on why that's, that's wrong and why historically she was not depicted as black. Um, and then now, even before walking in a theater, I was like, Gwen Stacy and Miles Morales are going to be in a relationship. At the end of this movie, it's going to be strongly hinted. I, that was just me guessing and predicting. I did not know that going in there. But sure enough, we even got confirmation that, hey, we already cleared Spider-Verse 2, and it's going to focus on the Miles Morales-Gwen Stacy romantic relationship. Not relationship, romantic relationship. So all this conditioning is there. It's just that it's so cleverly kind of hidden and between the lines that you kind of have to read into it to see it. And so I was looking at this, and it's like, you're dog whistling to the left. I mean, this is something that... The critics obviously really liked, and because they liked it, you have to kind of ask yourself, okay, well, why is that? So I left the theater thoroughly disappointed. I just thought to myself, this is a huge slap in the face to me as a Spider-Man fan. If, if I had gotten at least, at the very least, the prime Peter Parker, you know, the Peter Parker who is like, no, this is the Peter Parker from whom all Spider-Men look up to because he is the representation of who we want to be like. Then I could at least give it some credence where it's like, okay, I I can really – I can get behind this idea of multiple universes, but they'll look at this one. Because that's something that even the Marvel and DC universes do. They acknowledge that even for the Marvel universe, Earth-616, that is the canonical, canonical, quote-unquote, characters. That's who you look at. They're not so interchangeable that you can kill off one, go to another universe, pick one out, and have them replace it. To me, that dilutes the nature of why these characters are so important in mythology. If they're replaceable – by any stretch of the imagination, then why why should I be invested? Why should I read comics when I know that Peter Parker can be killed off and just as easily replaced? Same thing in this movie is they're essentially setting up Miles as like the prime Spider-Man 
and everyone else is superfluous. That's why we have two Peter Parkers. One gets killed and one is brought in and, you know, he's a loser anyway. This whole idea of deconstructing your characters to the point where you can make them slobs and losers and just kill them off uh, and and have them um, be diminished. I, I do not believe that you make a character good by diminishing the worthy aspects of another character, which is why so far I've liked Captain America in all of his movies. Um, they they keep him as like kind of this paragon of virtue. They don't try to diminish him to make another character like Black Widow or Agent Carter look better. So now I love Captain America because he's always been the number one patriot. He's very good. Always. That's why he's standing right behind me. Yeah. He has always been what he has always been. All right, break. We'll come back. But you didn't know it was that serious. <laughs> All right, I've got more for you here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, so Russ just came in and reminded me, because I did want to talk about this movie, and it's Christmas Chronicles, new one with Kurt Russell, because I'm a huge Kurt Russell fan. I, I liked, uh, what was it, Tomahawk? Uh, Bone Tomahawk. Yeah, Bone that Tomahawk, was which is a great that movie. movie. Traumatized that traumatized That just went from being a Western to being one of the great horror movies of all time. Uh, but uh, Christmas Chronicles is Kurt Russell as Santa Claus, and he's with a couple of kids. And uh, you have a very—I won't tell you—I won't spoil it for you. But we have a very special Mrs. Claus. She doesn't show up till the very end of the movie. Uh, there's a great scene of Santa Claus in jail and doing <laughs> doing uh, doing some blues. You know, that's what in heck was that? That was uh, my phone that's on silent. Uh, for some reason, <laughs> it's playing talking a video. to you. Huh? Yeah. So anyway, uh, Shane's looking up to see what was the other movie that I really wanted to see this year besides Mary Poppins. Was it Rampage? No, it wasn't Rampage. <laughs> I don't remember I Rampage. My, I, I, I guess kept, it's in my backpack. I thought I, I kept thinking it was Halloween. You know, King. Yeah, yeah probably. Was Halloween it. was on there. Yeah, that was one that. of my top five. I think and it did not disappoint. You're rather about that. It did not. Red page wasn't so bad. I mean, the scenes between The Rock and um, what and George were great. You Everything know, else. The one that was really good that The Rock was in? Jumanji. Right. That I was going to say Skyscraper. That was good. I didn't watch that one. Skyscraper was nothing more I than Die Hard. I want to watch it. It's just, I know going in it's going to be dumb but fun. It sounds like, like the Meg. Basically it is. San Andreas from yeah, three years like, ago. Yeah. Like when I rented the Meg, I knew exactly what I was getting. And yeah. I loved and it. And I loved it. Exactly. Yeah, it was fun. But there'd be people like, I'm doing too bright. It's like, no, it's just manage pop, your expectations. Popcorn movie. Yeah, it was They fun. have said now there will be a Meg too. I enjoyed it. Well, it's there's a whole series of books, evidently. They got a whole, whole bunch of money out of that movie, so that always precipitates that we're going to do another movie i don't see how they would do another mary poppins i think they've they've mined that enough now mary poppins forever yeah there you go <laughs> so she mary poppins and robin <laughs> so yeah. she literally mary returns. poppins begins <laughs> there's no um it's not a remake it's a no. sequel but or, it has the exact same feel i mean this it is an exact same feel between the two movies you watched the first one and go into the second one, the music is written the same way. It's shot the same way. I mean, they really bend over backwards to as a homage, I guess, to to Mary Poppins. And it's set in London? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Set in London. It's set during the Depression. See, I, I was under the understanding they were going to bring it up to current times. Mm-hmm. And That's they what did I would have not. assumed, yeah. And... 
because if they had brought it up to current times, then the music would have had to have been completely different. It would not have played the way that it did in returns if it had been closer to today. They played it safely. It would have been. It would have been much more like the greatest showman, so to speak, which I thought was just a, a great movie, fun have, movie. Have you ever seen the Simpsons episode where? It's it's a Mary Poppins parody. No, they get not. Sherry Boppins comes to visit <laughs> the Simpsons. Boppins. So here's an interesting trivia thing: they actually had to get permission yeah. from Disney to Make do that parody. Yes, because they use the same melody for oh. all of their songs uh, for it. But it's great; it's one of the best episodes <laughs> out there. Okay, well, it's I'm I'm going to say go see the movie; you'll like it. And I'm going to definitely say if you're a baby boomer, go see it because you're going to love it. And take your grandchildren. Because if they're young, you know, I, I didn't take my grandson yet because he's not old enough to sit through a movie, uh, you know, complete movie without getting completely crazy and driving the rest of the audience nuts. He's not even two years old yet. Mm, yep. But when I showed him Mary Poppins, the original on, on um, you know, Blu-ray, he would stop dead in his tracks yeah. watching parts of that movie. Mm-hmm. He loved I mean, when Dick Van Dyke is out there dancing with the penguins and stuff, he was all about it. Oh, yeah. He was into it. And you'd be into the, this movie the same way. But again, you don't have the chimney sweeps, but you got the guys to turn on the lights. You had, you know, you, you have nods of the hat to all of the great scenes from the original. Right. Even Emily Blunt, and you'll, you'll notice this, everybody will notice it that has watched the original. She's got it all the way down to how... She carry she holds her feet as she's floating through the air as she's arriving and how she steps and starts walking the whole nine yards. Emily Blunt must have watched hours, hours to get to get it right. So other I know that there's some cameos, but other than their cameos, are there any characters that carry over between the movies? Yes, I mean uh, the 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 male lead. Other than the son, right? Because see, this is about the kids from the first uh, the movie fir- that okay. have grown up. I got Thirty right. years okay. later, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like so, the next generation. That's correct. Yeah. Okay, all right. So, but then you got uh, this. You got the guy that that does the turning of the light. He's he's is he's related to to Bert, isn't he? The the chimney sweep somehow. I'm I not sure. Remember. I think that he is. So it's not you know. Bert. Um, Bert's not in the movie. Yeah. He shows up. He oh, he is. But it's a small yeah. part. Okay. Okay, it's a small part. I, I mean, I'm sure that Dick Van Dyke didn't want to do several days in a row of shooting film, you know, to be <laughs> honest with you. But the part that he's got is well worth the wait. I'll just put it that way. Uh, Colin, the, the part that's really is really kind of wasted is the one with Colin Firth, is that his name, Phil? The, the guy who plays the son? Oh, Firth, Colin Firth. Yeah, yeah, he's really a good actor. Right. And I wish they would have said why he turned out the way he did, because they don't go into that. I mean, it's pretty it's pretty clear what kind of person he is. Uh, in the original movie, they were able to hold back some the can, can, can you know they had the tension with the father lose his job and all that stuff there's only one small part at the very end where the tension is broke because dick van, and it's the part that dick van dyke explains to the the, the son but uh, 
I didn't see that one coming, but I hmm. did see some of the other stuff coming. It was pretty well tel- uh, you know, mm-hmm. telegraphed. The scene of them going to the beach through the bathtub is fantastic. Love it. I mean, you like a lot of it. Yeah, it's, no, I'm, it's I'm, really, really To be good. honest, I mean, I'll probably – that's a movie I'll probably hit when it hits like Redbox or something. Yeah. Sheila and I can watch it, you know, hanging out on the couch. But I do want to watch it. I mean, uh, I was going to give the movie an A, just that the music is just I gave not – I gave it a B plus. Yeah. I gave it a B. You know, I just like – I mean, the Aquaman, music. man, I gave it an A – but I'd given it an A plus if they, if they had that scene. If they, well, if they would edit it, just edit some stuff out of it, it would have been probably the best DC movie they've made thus far. One, he's a heck of a director. What can I tell you? He's great. All right, we're out of time, guys. Out of time. Merry Christmas to Merry each Christmas of you. Christmas. To Tim, to uh, of course Shane, to yes. Zach. I'll see Zach next week, you know, but uh, I'm off uh, after I get done today. I'm off until next Thursday. Russ is off until after the first of the year. Zach will be doing all the fill-ins for for Russ, but uh, I'm looking forward to having more. Eric Coleman's coming up next. Cool. Talking Diamonds. Guys, have great uh, holidays, all right? Cool. Promise me that. You too. All right. Talk to you in a minute. Be back in a moment. All right, into the 4 o'clock hour. We are propelled here on the Dave Ellswick Show. My thanks to Shane and to, of course, Tim, to Zach for all coming in and spending a couple hours with me today and talking about uh, the movies. Again, uh, we all give high uh, fives for the most part to Mary Poppins returns to Aquaman. Uh it was Shane and Zach saying the Spider-Verse movie was good. Tim Lim, not so sure about that. So anyway, uh, you got some good movies to go out and see. Over the weekend, I'm going to go see Bumblebee, and then I want to see Mary Queen of Scots. That's when I'm just a sucker for period pieces like that. I like guys yeah. running around in tights or whatever. I don't know. It's just <laughs> kind of weird with, with swords hooked yeah. to their sides. Freak. Yeah, I am kind of. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't just... Take away that last word, kind of. I am a freak. There's no doubt about that. I get a lot of people who say to me, how is it that you you are such a, a religious guy, Dave? You're, you're a big Christ follower and all that, but you love those violent movies. And yeah, me too. You're always talking about uh, uh, rock and roll music and how much you – well, you know, it all kind of fits together. One day we'll talk about it. Well, we don't want to be bored, do we, Dave? <laughs> I definitely don't want to be bored at all. Life shouldn't be boring. No. Not with the master creator that we have. I mean, he didn't He didn't make the world the way he did for us to be bored. No, we're not supposed to be bored. We're supposed to uh, use it. Yeah. To our advantage. That's and exactly enjoy right. It. And enjoy it. That's yes. exactly right. Exactly. If, and I screwed it up in the garden, we'd be all be enjoying it yeah. a lot more. There's no doubt about that. But anyway, no I, uh, I just enjoy uh you know, having a good time sometimes. You know what? I like rock and roll. I've never stopped playing rock and roll. Absolutely. I'm 61 years Love old. Love it. Now. Yeah, well, I'm going to be 66 in February, and my my favorite rock and roll group is still The Doors. Oh, really? I love The Doors. Yeah. I've always liked them. I, I guess I always will now. I've gone 66 years. Yeah. You know, I don't, 50 years of it. So I got to think that I'm not going to change my mind about that one anywhere along the line. And then the other group that I liked uh, a lot uh, was Moody Blues. Mine's Led Zeppelin. 
Yeah, Zeppelin. Uh, Zeppelin and uh, Floyd. I mean, that's somebody I'd go see yeah. in a heartbeat if they ever went on tour oh, again. Me too. Yeah, I never had that opportunity. No, I saw them live, and they were something else. Oh, yeah. You know, you talk about crunching rock and roll. They were the ones that could deliver it. All right, so you, you've been busy, you say? Yes. I was sitting at the bench, setting up a pair of earrings for a customer, and my associate said, uh, it's 3.54. You need to be at the radio station today. I said, oh, man. So I jumped Whoops. up. Yeah. Forgot my phone. No, I had my phone in my hand, but I did. I thought I forgot it. And then I said, you need to call my phone, find out where it's at. It was in my hand. Though. I was in such a hurry. Yeah, there you go. You know, have you ever done the thing where you – I don't know about you, but I'll take and put my – my glasses up on top uh, of my head, yeah. and I think I've lost them. And yeah. I'm walking around looking and looking, and I mean, uh, 20, 30 minutes. And I said, "Doggone it!" And I was, like slapped the top of my, and there they are. Yeah, my Optivisor. That's amazing. I'm looking for my Optivisor to my head. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, what's the big what's the big buy going on well, right now? I mean, we're getting we're uh, we're so close now. We're three days away. This is when. This is when people are on the go and they're looking for something, finally for the loved one or whoever. You know, I'm having a few young men and some men coming in, and they finally decide to come see me. You know, and this is where we help them out and make that decision on what it is they want to buy. And you had good sales I, I, I going on. Yeah, I got 20 to 50% off everything. I've got some things that are really inexpensive, very inexpensive. But I, I am marking things down. I'm trying to get them out the door, trying to get the present wrapped, you know, and everything goes smooth. Right, right. That's, right. What, that's what every man wants. That's where right? you're supposed to go. And then I say, after you spend $500 with me, I'll give you a free Christmas ornament. You can take this and put this in the stock. Yeah, I've been pushing that. that. Are they, they asking love, for them? They love that idea. There you go. Yeah. Okay. You know, so it's always kind of like down to the wire. But if you'll come in and you'll see me and ask for me, Eric, or Elizabeth, she works there too, and we'll make deals. This is the time of the year that we actually make deals, okay? We don't wait till after Christmas. Right, you make them before. We want you to come into our store during the, the right before Christmas, and that's when we'll make the deals, make you feel good. Yeah, you know what I'm going to go buy on Wednesday? What? I'm going to go to Kohl's and buy a few sweaters. Are you? Yeah. I have... I, I've got some Christmas money stuck away to buy sweaters. I love sweaters. Oh, you do? I love you it. Thing for sweaters? When it gets, yeah. When uh, it gets cool yeah. or when, and, and then it gets cold, I would much rather wear a sweater and a pair of blue jeans than anything else. Yeah, I've, I've, I've gotten attached to blue jeans. Uh, since I'm working in the shop in the back, I really don't wear slacks because uh, blue jeans will last a lot longer and they're just much more comfortable. Yeah, that's I do the key. Have them, I have them pressed, and I do like nice shirts. So. Okay, yeah. I don't. Press my blue jeans. Yeah. I don't do that. I just get up in the morning, pull a pair off the hanger, and put them on. I just... Dave, you're... Part of me. You're in radio. That's true. I don't have to... <laughs> don't have to be getting ready for television. And even if I did, I can tell you, you know, I, some of the different people I've talked to that did uh, tel- uh, television, you might see shirt and tie, but they were wearing shorts. Uh, underneath the, the tabletop right and you couldn't see that but anyway let me go back with you and, and talk about this so these guys come in you know they're they're looking i've been telling them it's too late now to get something specially made that that passed on the 15th well yesterday i ordered i set and put a set a while ago i just put it together today he'll okay come in, he'll come in either this evening or tomorrow and pick it up so that's yeah i think that's a done deal yeah. as far as having it real quick yeah uh, so as i said 
you come in, you're looking necklace, you're looking some rings, you're looking earrings, you're looking uh, bracelets, maybe an anklet. I don't know if toe rings are big yet still. Rose gold. But you, yeah, you got things in your bracelets Rose you know, on, on display that you can find a great gift for somebody. Yeah, right. I've got all that. Plus, you find a good jeweler. Yeah, but right. yeah that's, everybody, everybody the, that's number jeweler. one. You know, knowledgeable knowledgeable yes i would say that you got to you got it all together rose gold which is that's just the hottest thing in the world right it now. it is and somebody told me today they would really like to mount their diamond in rose gold because they believe it looks better in rose and i said well i just made an engagement ring that had rose gold in it and boy it turned out fantastic i don't know what it is about that color but it looks really good but then there's some people like me and and my wife we like silver yeah. I'm, I'm a huge silver guy yeah in fact, I've been talking to Eric about something I want to have made that I'm going to probably pick it up, uh, having put it all together, and then I want it to be ready in February on my birthday. Oh, really? I'm going to birth. I'm going to gift myself on my birthday. Well, there you go. That's what That's we what have to do. do. That's what men do. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, it's going to be a, a different take on the on the cross brace, bracelet for me, uh, or necklace. Pardon me, not a bracelet, a necklace. And I'm looking forward. It's going to be a little heavier than what any woman would want yeah it'll be crude yeah and it looked crude looking yeah it's gonna look like the nails that they use yeah so i'm looking forward to that and a black patina if you want it yeah a black yeah black looks good on there yeah we'll be we'll be talking about all of that it's gonna have a a crown of thorns that's the big piece for eric to to do because that's going to be some highly specialized work to make that look good Mm -hmm. you do it You do it. I know it. I'm not worried about it. I know how it's going to be. So when guys come in, what should they come in? Should they come in in their, you know, keeping in their mind, hey, I've got to look into cases here and and find something I like. Well, also, one of the things, Dave, is one of the questions you have to ask is what is your budget? What do you want expecting to spend? Okay. You know, and then that, that tells us where to go. And let's be honest. Some women, high maintenance want a lot of money spent on them a lot of women yeah but not the case uh i would say that uh the big case is to buy something that they think that you spent a whole lot of money yeah. on and you didn't that's yeah. the winner right there 500 to a thousand dollars and usually the sales you know and whatever it is that they won't have made or mm-hmm. something like that it may cost six thousand dollars it just depends on what it is i made this really fancy necklace had uh rose gold and white gold it was huge dave it was like one and a half inches huge wow that is big. Yeah, it was real big. It had a big chain on it, and that's what they wanted. We made that up, you know. They just brought us a picture in. That's up to the customer, not to you. You I, just I deliver just, to I them do. what they ask. That's what I do. Yes, yes, sir. That's what I do. I'm a specialty at it. Yeah, well, that's good. <laughs> that's the way it should be done. But, you know, you you walk in. I'm going to tell you, you know, the man's got some stuff that looks like it's four or $5,000, and it's nowhere near that. And that special someone is going to be, like, wowed out of their mind. Right. They need to come in and look at all the things that we actually have in the store that we have actually handmade. Because some people, they say, Eric, do you have anything that's handmade? Yes, Mm -hmm. sir, we do. Let me show you. So, because some of these people want handmade items, you know, like bespoke, whatever you want to call it. I don't know. Because they're unique. Yeah. Or as I like to say, eunuch. 
Yeah, and we're now I've got uh, Elizabeth, and she's working on the CAD CAM design and engagement ring line that we're going to put in the store. Now that's computer-generated jewelry. Yeah, computer-aided design. Okay. And we are going to have some pretty stuff because I've got all these beautiful gemstones and diamonds, and I'm going to put them together and lay them out and make a lot of different things that we're going to put into the engagement ring case. Very cool. Yeah, it is very cool. Well, I'm liking that. All right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, again, if you're coming in – Today, well, today we're running out of time. You come in tomorrow or Sunday or Monday because right. you'll be open on I Monday. I'll be open, and I'll be open you Sunday. Know, if you're at that last moment, the very last, uh, I'll give that. You know, the phone number is uh, 246-3655. You just call Eric, and he'll make sure he's there for you. Okay? I will make sure. All right, just do. know he'll be there. PI Roofing Home Solutions, excited to announce that uh, they've acquired Tommy's Gutter Cleaning Services. Uh, For customers of Tommy's, they can rest assured that PI Roofing uh, plans to continue providing the highest quality gutter cleaning services at a great value to you. And you can learn more about how they're going to do that at piroofing.com. On top of that, with the recent purchase by PI Roofing and Home Solutions, the customers of Tommy's Gutter Cleaning Services We'll be able to expect to get more. And what do I mean about that? Well, along with bringing you high-quality gutter cleaning services, the team at PI Roofing has for years now been offering comprehensive roofing and home repair expertise. They've been expanding their brand over all the time that I've been talking about, 15 years now. You can learn more about what PI Roofing can do for you, whether it's on your roof, whether it's getting something done in your house, whether it's getting your gutters cleaned, by just going to their website, PI Roofing. That's one word, the letter P, the letter I, roofing.com. All right, back with you on the Dave Ellswick Show. Eric Coleman is here. It's been great having him here several weeks in a row. I've learned a lot. I hope you've learned a lot. And... uh, then I'm, I've am i started working with him last week about this thing for my birthday. I'm really excited yeah. about how this is going to look. but And it's going to be unique. And we, that's something we were just talking about. He said that, uh, you know, he, along with a lot of other uh, companies now, are not carrying specific lines of wedding bands and engagement, engagement rings, rings yeah. because people want something unique. Ladies right. and le- Guys, you got to understand, your fiance wants something different on her hand than uh, some other lady she might know, just like she doesn't want to wear the same dress to a Christmas party and see three other women wearing the same dress. Well, see, Dave, that's, that's, how, that's how it begins, because the woman already knows what she wants, right? Right. Okay, she already has a picture of it, right? Okay, that is very unusual. It's very unique. And it's something to fit her personality or her style. And so she's the people, oftentimes the people come in here and they say, I want something different. You know, they still have the picture. So, and we go through and we make that for them. I think that's where we different ourselves. But did you know that a lot of the name brand engagement rings are being sold on the web? At discount prices, and they're going beneath the jewelers. They're, leave, they're leaving the jewelers out there. This is what this is the what's happening in our uh, industry right now. It's whether it's Decoria, whether it's one of the famous brands, or whatever, or AJFE, whatever it is. 
You can find it on Overstock. You can find it on at Walmart. You can order it. So people in this business are changing, and they're having to to come up with these different things. But everybody's coming in my store. They really want something personal. They don't really want. They don't want anything. They want something unusual. So that's what we do. That's that's what we specialize. Well, that's in. why you spend all that money on a computer, right? Right. We have to go towards that. This is the whole industry is going towards CAD CAM and custom design. So if you have a picture or if you have any idea what it is that you want to make, I want you to call us and I want you to set up an appointment time. We'll sit down with you. We'll show you what we can do. It's very simple. It's not very difficult at all. I mean, when you watch television and there's, you know, jewelry stores that start with a Z, a J, a K, and they got, you know, mucho, mucho money to market their stuff. Have you noticed how close a lot of their material looks the same? I know it is. I know, I know, because I used to work on that, Dave. Yeah. So if you're if you're a customer, why would you want to go there? Good I question. Mean, I mean, see, you have to understand, though, Dave, that the franchise operations that operate, yeah, they're in business to finance. They're not in the business of jewelry business. It's it's financing and interest rates. It's what jewelry really. That's sell. where they're making their money, yeah, huh? It's always that's the way it is. And yeah, that's where they make the money. They finance their own paper. I did not know that. Yeah, that's how they make the money. Interesting. Well, I mean, I went to Zales when I was a kid. When I was yeah, like nineteen, they've been around forever. I, and it was twelve hundred bucks for an engagement ring. That was a lot of money for me. And I mean, that was, took forever to pay that off. Yeah. Uh, you know, it was Zales. Yeah. About fifteen dollars a month. Yeah, it was that was something. But for me, it was a lot of money. <laughs> Yeah, well, it was. Yeah, it was. You know, so you know. Let's say you, you you're looking for something in particular. Uh, it doesn't matter if it, even if it's a diamond, you need to come see me. You got to save some money, okay? And I'm not kidding you. I, I've I've had people that really that's that's all that's going to cost me. Guy came in with a budget on mine. I said yes, I'll sell that to you for forty five hundred dollars for one carat diamond for a high quality stone. It was nice stone. He was happy. One carat. He was happy. A big diamond. He, that. he he said, "I am so th- thank you so much for your service and for being honest with me and showing me." And I'll be back. Diamond. That's yeah. what was in the back of his mind. Yeah. I have to buy and anything else. He came I'll in be back. Thursday tonight. <laughs> he came in Thursday. Knew what he wanted. The diamond comes in Friday. Looks at the diamond and buys the diamond, and then he takes it out of town on Saturday. So. Yeah. I'll just tell you, the, the truth of the matter is is that I've known Eric now for years, and here's what I can definitely tell you. If you come by, you will save a lot, of, not a little money, a lot of money if you're dealing in diamonds and you're looking for engagement and wedding ring sets. Right. You go to one of the big box stores, you might as well throw your money away. That's what you're <laughs> doing, literally. You're throwing money into the wind. Well, he won't let you do that. The cost of overhead that these companies have is unbelievable. So I've managed to keep mine down, and I'm going to keep it that way. I want a small shop. I don't want anything huge. And I work one-on-one personal with each individual that comes in my store. And I want them to know that I'll take care of them. I want Mm -hmm. to be their jeweler. I want to do things for them. I mean, I had a guy come in today. He's the same guy. I went to go visit his dad in the nursing home, okay? His, His fingers had swelled up, and I had to go cut his rings off. Mm. So he comes back in today. I'm seeing this. This is the son. Right. And, of course, he's got all this jewelry. He wanted to show me what was real. You know, he wanted to tell me to go through the jewelry. And he had his dad's ring. He's not wearing it anymore. He's 94 years old. Wow. And he said, 
I would really love to make you know get this cleaned up. I said, yes, sir. I'll be glad to put. You need new tips. I'm going to put the Florentine finish on it. The ring will look brand new when I get through with it. And so, and he, so he'll wear it. And he'll wear it. Yes, he wears a size 14. That's a big. And that's it, a big hand. Yeah, he's got some. He's got. He's like his dad. He's got big finger. He's got a big hand. But yeah, so I help people with things like that that, that come in. Or, you know, perhaps they've uh, lost a loved one and they have their old jewelry their sterling silver sets and stuff like that so they lay it out on the counter and we all go through it and tell them what they have and don't have mm-hmm. so you know if you need something made special out of that old jewelry or something that that you can give to your grandchildren or something i can do that as well yeah think about that they can be maybe it doesn't look like the ring that your mother wore but it's made from the ring that your mother wore correct and it has a whole lot of you know, um, sentimental v- value yeah, to, right. to you. That's that's important. It is very important. All right. <laughs> Let's take a break. You can relax for a few moments. Okay, thank and you. And we're going to take about four minutes out here and, and get some news and find out uh, when they're going to shut everything down in Washington, D.C. But uh, things are – the government shutdown is nearing. We're six hours and 31 minutes and 24 seconds away. It's up on the screen. I'm not keeping that close of track. News is next, and we'll come back with more on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, back with you, Dave Ellswick Show. And a lot of people sending me Christmas wishes right now, getting getting tweets and stuff. Did you notice not getting very many Christmas cards anymore? That's going to be a vanishing yeah, industry Actually, in the near future, Yeah, I, I want to send you one on Facebook or something. Yeah. And it opens up, and that's like, okay, that was uh, – but, yes, we. I enjoy so a note. I enjoy yeah. a Christmas note. I enjoy something but like that. Yeah, it, it means a lot when somebody takes the time out to sit down, write a note to you, stick it in an envelope, address it, stick a stamp on it, and go through uh, you know the Pony Express to get it to your house. Right. Really does. It means a lot. Yeah, it is. It's and very it means, personal. Yeah, it always means a lot to people to remember their names and do things like that. It's pa- it, that, but it's a passing fad again. I mean, it's I it's a fashion that's. It's, it's going the way of the dodo bird, man. Well, the social life is going away, I guess, for a lot of people because they, they don't know how to socialize. <laughs> people who think they have a social life and the only time they talk to the person is over their phone, that's not a social life. No, it's not. I hate to tell you that. No. Just just not that way. You, you need to be able to sit down and reach over, and if they tell you something that's happened to them that is kind of tragic, you can put your hand on top of their hand or – you can look them in the eye, and they can see the empathy in your eyes. That's important. Right. That connection is really important. Yeah, that's why I'm a people person, I guess. Yeah, both of us are. People. I care about people. We like seeing each other. I mean, I, I'll stop by every once in a while just because I'm in the area. I'm going usually. You know, when I stop by and see you, you know where I'm usually going? Probably just something to get some food or something. Yeah, U.S. Pizza. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> right down the road yeah, yeah. from you. That's where I. I like their salad. I like their salads really great. Salads are good, and their pe- those, salad, those little salad. personalized yeah. pizzas. And that, that's lunch, you know. Yeah. That's that's and it's reasonably priced. So I go there. So there's a free there's a free one for you guys at U.S. Pizza. You wouldn't give me the time of day to even talk to me about my radio show. Yeah, you're a conservative. Yeah, just saying. We're nice people. Yeah. We care about people. I want you to make money. People. Guess what? Whether you're conservative or a liberal, 
The money's still green. I mean, the enjoyment <laughs> of being able to see somebody says, oh, wow, like this guy picked up this ring today. I mean, it yeah. had completely redone the top and redone and had the stone repolished. And, oh, my God, it looks really good. Yeah. It's just a matter of. And he saw it and he went, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And right, right, good timing right before Christmas. Yeah, okay. Yeah, right. Right. <laughs> yeah, like I, I did plan that out. Well, that's good. I mean, how many people come into your shop, Eric, and just peruse uh, your cases and see five, six, ten different pieces that they really like? Yeah. I, well, I have somebody in the store today that was really eyeing over everything. Finally bought some diamond stud earrings. It's just a matter of looking mm-hmm. at every little thing because there's a lot of stuff in there. There's a lot of jewelry in the store right now, Dave. Well, I'll tell you what, the, kind of, the colored stones are where, and he excels in everything he does, but uh, the colored man. stones, he really excels, know. because know. Eric knows how to handle color in, in a way that a lot of people don't. Well, you know, I think... You're when you fearless go, using when color. You, when you go to a regular store, it's sapphire, ruby, and emerald, right? Mm-hmm. Those three. Okay, well, I've got everything. I got tourmalines. I got a bunch of tourmalines. Beautiful stones. So, what they, color is tourmaline? It comes in all colors. It comes in bi colors. It comes in everything. I got a, I got a chocolate uh, big tourmaline sitting on my bench right now. I'm going to make uh, it's a uh, 10.64 carat stone, and it's called dravite. When you say chocolate, it's actually a brown dravite stone. It's a beautiful stone. I'm going to put an 18 carat gold with some diamonds around it. Okay. So, I have all these stones lined up. So when I'm not making something for somebody else, I'm making something for the store. Okay. To put into the case. So I've got a lot of tourmalines right now, and I'm making a lot of different things up. Guys, if you don't have any idea about what it is that you want to get your wife for Christmas, get her a piece of jewelry. It lasts forever. You're going to be handing that down to the children. Buy something nice for your wife. She does a lot for you, just like my wife does. And show your appreciation for her and her love, okay? You know, do something different. You know? Yeah. I luck out. My wife likes silver. So yeah. I, I I save a little money because she likes silver. Yeah. But I can take that extra money and put it into design. I just think that you need to be thoughtful and think about what it is that she would really like to have. Yes. And, and to make sure that you're on track with that. You know? That, it's hard. That's I what mean, you I've, need I've to had, have in your mind as you walk into Hillcrest Designer Jewelry. I have had problems where I'm out rushing around. I'm rushing everywhere, thinking, "What am I doing?" And I'm look, and I don't even know what I'm going to buy. I'm just looking to buy something or anything, right? So think about what it is that you have. Like other other day, well, I can't, um, well, I made something very personal with my wife for my wife. I can't tell her right now because she's probably listening to me on the radio. Mm-hmm. But it's a connection that you can have, but from your mother's old jewelry, okay, and you make something nice that she. Maybe she passed away or something, and right. make something out of that. And it doesn't take much at all to make something like that, Dave. And that really means something to the person who had that person in their life pass away. Right. And it's it, like being able to hold on to it. Right. It's, it's, it means, it's sentimental. It means something. It means more than anything else does. Correct. Care if you've got a two-carat diamond. But that particular piece will make her cry. Yeah. Yeah. That's what. That's yeah, because it – it carries with it, not that it's just a beautiful piece of jewelry, but it, every time she looks at it or he looks at it, he sees the person that it draws attention to. Right. And that's important because that's that's how you keep people alive in your heart through the rest of your life. Make your jewelry personal. 
that's kind of what that's kind of the theme behind it. I don't care if I need to put your initials on it or make you something that's going to be different or or whatever it is, make it personal for her, especially for her. Yeah. Yeah. So guys, if you're out there, just stop by, come by and see us, okay? We got everything on the store. 20 to 50 percent off i would love to do business with you and i'd love to meet you and if you need a really good jeweler that's something i can do yeah I, you know i can't say you know he says it and he he backs it up that's the key yeah you know he backs all this up he as i always say you hear me talk about eric and uh, i i tell you he's more than a jeweler he's an artisan oh, because Lord. Well, I see. See, he he he's yeah. got he's he. It's not it's modesty. I'm going to tell you, it's not false modesty. He's not doing it to play off of it. He just is a humble guy. He really is. And but he is really, really. You go in and look at stuff that he makes. It's a. It will stun you how beautiful it is. Yeah. Well, I'd like to make sure you. That's the one thing I like to do. And you've been doing it for how long? Well, since I graduated in school in 1982 at Paris Junior College in Paris, Texas. 1988, I went into the wholesale contract business and started making jewelry for all kinds of other stores and doing all kinds of things like that. So I've had a lot of experience. I moved here to Little Rock in 2003 working for Bailey Banks and Biddle. Once I got into Bailey Banks and Biddle, I worked for all these different stores. Everybody was sending me their work. Mm -hmm. So I know what I'm doing, right? Yeah. Lots of experience. I've worked on thousands of All I got to do is walk things. in your shop and look at your stuff to know that I, you know yeah. what you're doing. So, and it's important uh, to understand the process behind every piece that comes into the store, what you have to do. That's that's where some of the jewelers don't understand. I've been to Paris, Texas oh, more time than I count. Oh, really? Yeah, my, my daughter and uh, her family live in Sherman. Oh, do they? So as I'm going down, we cut across through Boston and all that area there, yeah, right. and cut right through Paris. Yeah, that's a nice little town over there. Yeah, I haven't still been nice. To, I haven't been there in a long, long time. I'd like to go back and just look at their. Uh, you wouldn't recognize it. Yeah, I wouldn't recognize it. You don't. They that's, got. They got well, a whole. Well, Dave, we're not gonna, in a, in a few more years, two or three more. Years, we're not going to recognize Little Rock. Where yeah, it's, going. it's already changing. I mean, look, the, interstate, the interstate's being redeveloped. Everything's being redeveloped, isn't it? Yep. I mean, I look around. There's construction everywhere. And I used to live in Pleasant Ridge over oh, on the you? west side of the city. I don't recognize it anymore. I used to live over there before they had all the stores and everything. There was nothing there. There used to not be a, a stoplight there, and Delta Trust built, and suddenly they they decided they needed a, a stoplight there on uh, on Cantrell. So now Chennault is, is considered way out. Yeah. Now, now the old Chennault is West Little Rock. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. I'm with you. All right. got to get a break in. We're going to do that. Let me remind you about Hortons. Hortons continues to develop themselves into the best state-of-the-art uh, facilities dealing with orthotics and, prost- and prosthetics, with their technologies, with their commitment, uh, and with their empathy that they have for their patients. They pride themselves on their patient relationships. They've got relationships with patients that that span 30 uh 20 30 years and they keep their patients happy because their prosthetics fit correctly they work correctly and it makes the the life of the uh, patient that much better uh located in little rock north little rock bryant conway fort smith and searcy when i first started talking about hortons they had one location little rock then i remember when they opened up bryant 
And since then, it's been Katie bar the door. Horton's Orthotics and Prosthetics, providing a lifetime of support. All right, so we've been sitting here talking about cheese. I mean, we don't just talk jewelry when we're here, but let me just ask you a question. Okay. One of my favorite meals. I could have worked all day and go home. Linda have put something together for dinner, and it's grilled cheese and tomato soup. I'm in heaven yes that's good i love that stuff yeah. i'm a pretty simple guy i'm as i told you i'm not an epicurean all right I'm, you don't have to make something big time special you're talking about liking goat cheese with cranberries and i'm going what <laughs> <laughs> yeah i love goat cheese it's one of my favorites <laughs> you know i'm not a i'm not a goat cheese eater i I'll try it. I mean, if you bring it by sometime, I'll give it a shot. You know, that. if I like it or not. This restaurant that's right beside me, La Terraza. Mm-hmm. Here we are talking again about something. But anyway, yeah. they have a a, a repa with uh, smothered pork, mm. but in that in that pork goes inside of a corn tortilla, right? Okay. Okay. What do I want with that? I don't want it plain. I want goat cheese and cilantro put in there. Okay. Okay. Now it's stuff. It's you a want big that, sandwich. You want you? that big fresh. It's a big taste. sandwich, and it tastes so good, Dave. Okay. Look, seriously, if you, you got, I wish it. I had a picture of this because he's posing like he's ready to bite. I into am because I'm starving. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I'm hungry. Ready to do the thing. All right, so let's let's cross the T's and dot the I's. Right now, we are eight minutes before the top of the hour, and time. Uh, and this is the last time you'll be on my show wow. until after Christmas. Right. right. I'm probably going to have you on before uh, again before Valentine's Day because that's when guys start thinking jewelry again. It's a language of love. Yeah, you know it is. But anyway, things they should think about when they come in to talk to you and they're looking for diamonds or they're looking for colored stones or whatever. What are give them. First, give them three to five things they need to think about. Well, first, don't go to the internet and try to buy that online. Yeah, that, I, I didn't even mention that. Well, but I yeah, wanted that's to say that mistake. because that, I've had people that's made such big mistakes, and I'm just telling you, telling you there are so many scams going on out there that it's not even funny. It's not really not funny, and these certificates are not reliable because the certificates are wrong. Because so, they can be faked. So what you do when you come to us and, and other. Top line, the franchise operations will, will teach their sales associates not to bring two or three diamonds to show you at one time. They want you to look at just one diamond. Why do they want to look one diamond? Because you can't compare it with another one. And if you can't compare it, you can't see what's wrong with this diamond. And that the one that they're saying? showing you is the one that they want to sell to you. Right. So what I'm saying is I've had that experience before because I've had to do that. I, I, I traveled a lot, done some different things like sales rep, diamond sales rep, things right. like that, and uh, did shows. Uh, <clears throat> one part of my life but anyway when you come in i you'll have a comparison of two to three diamonds to compare with and i'll give you the exact knowledge and things that you need to know what it is that you're buying <clears throat> so stop by the store let me know what it is that you're specifically looking at three thousand cavanaugh boulevard in yeah. hillcrest in hillcrest and uh I've got this big diamond sign in blue neon on the side of the door, and that looks good. It Dave. says diamonds. It yeah, I saw, diamonds. It, I saw it the other day. I went by right. specifically to look at it. Yeah. So we're working on putting more engagement, <coughs> engagement rings custom made into the store. We have all different kinds of stones to select from, not just diamonds. We do everything. Yeah, Whatever I know. it is that you want. If you want colored stones, though, his is the place to yeah, go. Yeah, we got colored. 
But uh, also, and come in and make an appointment with us if you want to have something cat out. We'll make it and design it for you. Just give us a call at, um, you know, 246-3655. Ask for Elizabeth. She'll set you up an appointment. You'll come in, and we'll sit down with you and design something and make something that's beautiful, one of a kind for your wife, future so, wife. So how long should they set aside? 60 minutes? Uh, set aside for to, the, to sit down to consult with you. Uh, I don't know about sixty minutes. I would say the initial, the Maybe initial, re, the initial reaction is this, Dave. Have, do you have an idea what it is that you want to have made for her? Does she have an idea what it is that she wants? I want you to find out for me. The, the idea is to find out, get some information from her, because well, first of all, it's going to be her ring, mm-hmm. and she may have an idea be already on her, on her phone. And she already knows what, because women know that. They have the, if they don't, her they've girlfriends been dreaming have it. About they've some already of been looking stuff. at this. They've, yes, they have, pen, they've been to Pinterest. They're looking around. Find out what's going on, and maybe we can go from there. You know, send a picture. Say, have them send me a picture of what you like. Yeah, and now you can't say, can you make something that looks like this? You say, do you have something that's on display that looks like this? Right. You have something that's. It, it doesn't matter what it, the object is on the telephone or that she has. She has pictures. It can be made. It doesn't matter what it is. It can be made. Okay, okay but I'm talking about Christmas right now. Well, Christmas, yes, after Christmas. <laughs> yeah, it has to be after Christmas. I mean, if you look at an engagement ring or you're looking at, you know, a, a wedding band set or whatever, uh, Eric's going to take whatever time is necessary to get that exactly right for you because that's something you want to be able to wear for the rest of your life. Right. And you want to be happy, couple. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. And if the wife's not happy, you know. Yeah. Right? And mama ain't happy, ain't nobody you, happy. Gotta, you, you, know, you have to think <laughs> about the, your partner, the people that you love, you know. But if you have a picture that you think, hey, this is what my, uh, who I want to buy this from, she'd like this. You just send that picture. Uh, you get you call that number, 246-3655. Two four six thirty six fifty five, and uh, Eric, take a look at that picture. He'll look in his in his display case, and he'll find something that's very close to it. Guarantee it. Right. I mean, that's, that's how I go to the initial. Sometimes the initial part, Dave, is when they email us mm-hmm. a picture, and how much? How much? Where do they email you? At? They email me at Eric at Hillcrest dot com. That's easy enough to remember. Right. So if you email me the picture. You know, we can start that way through email. A lot, a lot of email. We go through a lot of emails and do a lot of things like that. Mm-hmm. Go back and forth on different items. It is the way things. we communicate. It now. is the way we communicate now. Can you believe that? Yeah, I can. I used to watch Star Trek. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly. We're doing things that we used to watch on TV and go. That is so cool. Now we do it now, every day. I have to say one thing. I really like the texting. I like to text uh, because it's simple. It's quick. It's easy. And it's like, okay, this is ready, you know, so I'll text a customer and say, look, I got this job ready for you, you know, just yep. let you know, or whatever, let them know. That's how we communicate a lot. <clears throat> right. You know, we're yeah. Gonna, we're I'm late, Dave. I'm running late. <laughs> yeah. I'm running late. Ten minutes out. Yeah. I'm fine with that. Well, I expect uh, in, in respect to the work that you do, Eric, I come over and I'm never uh, disappointed with what I see you have on display there. And yeah. I'm usually wowed out of my mind. Typically. Well, I have weird, some weird stuff too, Dave. You know, I like the weird stuff. Yeah, but I'm wowed yeah. by that stuff yeah. because you got to have a pretty acute 
artistic mind to come up well, with some of those ideas. I don't know about an artistic. I would say messed up. <laughs> no, you're just it's artistic. Don't don't let him fool you. We're going to be making some new things though. All right. I got some plans. Come and see him. You need to see him. They've got the computer there. They can make whatever you have in your mind. Right, and that's the way of the future. Okay, that is the future. Well, there could be stores set up with CAD, and that's all they have. They won't have merchandise. Well, that's, see, I don't like that. I want to see some well, merchandise. That tells me you can do the gig. Well, that's true. I guess you could say that. But a lot of there are setting up storefronts now that are nothing but CAD operations. Wow, I know it. That's the future. I guess the future. Yeah, I, that's what I the, like the idea of being personal with people. I like that too. I like the idea of you. You know, you got a doctor. You need a jeweler. I don't want to talk to no. Our our relationship comes to an end. When I walk into your store and there's a robot that looks like you yeah, right. to talk to me and it's got and sitting behind the yeah, computer. Yeah. It ain't going to work that way. It's not. No, I don't think it ever will because uh, you have to have the you, you have to make something with your hands, you know. Right. You have to do a lot of work with your hands. So that's not going to ever go away. You can become a jeweler and that 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 that'll always be around. All right. 3000 Cavanaugh Boulevard in Hillcrest area. Phone number. 501-246-3655. It's still not too late to get something beautiful for the person you love. Eric Coleman, my special guest, Hillcrest Designer Jewelry. Eric, you and your family have a very, very Merry I'm Christmas. I'm going to, and I get a little bit of rest and eat. All right. We'll talk to you, <laughs> brother. Right. Thank, Thank you, you very much. Mm-hmm. I'll be back with you uh, next week in the next hour. It's a recorded segment I did just the other day with Michael Cutler. He's got information about illegal immigration. You have to hear. Stay tuned for that. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 